Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Uh, we're joined once again by a friend of the show, Tom Patry. Tom, how in the hell are you, buddy? Man, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on again. So I, I figured after that first time, I'd never be invited back again. So it's a, it's an honor. Thank you for having me back. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because when I said, you know, it, we, I mean, as a common courtesy, we always like to send our guests a, uh, you know, hey, we enjoyed having you. Great talk. Would you like to come back on? Most of the time people are, most of the time they don't respond. When true. they do respond, it's like, hell no. <laughs> it's not true. Uh, it's so not you, true. You, hey, you, you fell for it again, Tom. <laughs> well, guys, I, I got to tell you, I, I'll, I'll come back on any time you want. I had a great time last time. Yeah. I am tonight coming to you from the worldwide headquarters of TP Golf here in Naples, Florida. Last time you caught me on the nice. road, yeah. I just got back about, um, I think about 12 days ago now, 14 days ago now, I, I figured out I drove 27,500 miles this summer. Wow. Ooh, good Lord. So, so, uh, so did you, did you negotiate a new car with this uh, <laughs> Crown Colony uh, contract? No, I didn't, but I should have. I, I, I'm just happy to be home, to tell you the truth. It's just been... It's been nice to be back. I, I bet you are. Uh, hey, before we get started, uh, I, so th this is going to take about 30 minutes. I'm, I'm going to go through the accolades and the recognition <laughs> and uh, for all the people. I know, I know. Just come back in about 25 minutes and I'll be halfway done. Uh, but uh, uh, hey, hey, for those of you that don't know Tom Patry, I mean, top 100 golf coach, uh, South Florida golf coach. I, I'm, I'm going off of memory. I've read it so many times. But it, it is, I mean, just uh, Tom is one of the, uh, more recognized golf instructors and coaches that okay, you'll find. But sincerely, well, okay. So speaking of, so I'm like, well, what am I going to sip on the show tonight? And, and I reached for a Heaven Hill product. It's called Fighting Cock. And, you know, this is... Um, uh, and, and the reason I picked this time, I was actually reading one of your, uh, uh, I guess, an article or maybe an interview or something you did. And, and you know, you made the comment and, and this is we're going to be able to unpack some stuff on this one. But you made the comment about how um, maybe students or someone looking for professional training, uh, they feel a little intimidated when they read. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. Go to Tom Patrick, uh, Tom Patrick TomPatry.com. TomPatry.com. And I mean, shit, man. I mean, there's pages of recognition, right? Oh, so, no, hold on. But for somebody like myself, right, I'm an 11, and, and I think I've got like a decent game. It's a bit, an 11's not great, but it could, you know, with a little fine tuning, I could probably get to some single digits. But, you know, is it is it intimidating for me to go to somebody like Tom uh, to say, Hey, like I, I'm here to get better. Here's what I, here's what I think I do bad. Here's what I think I do good. And here's what I maybe want to improve at. And it's uh, that, and that's this bottle. It's, it's intimidating and it's intimidating for some different reasons. It's intimidating because it's usually a sub $20 bottle. And most people are like, so for sub $20, not, I'm not saying you're cheap, but I'm saying, but for sub 20 bucks and all that rye, it's a little too much for me. I don't know that I'm going to be able to go down that road, but once you get your hands on it, 
have a sip. It's like, damn, that's exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and you, and you made that comment in the article that you wrote. And, you know, I, I think it's, I'm going to paraphrase for you. You're, you're here, you can say it, but uh, I'll paraphrase if you don't mind. And, and pretty much what you said is, um, Hey, I want the student to show up with a positive attitude and, and willingness to improve their game and, and you'll bring everything else. That's right. I'll do the rest. You just, just show up, want to work, and let's get let's get after it. That's all. I mean, what, what's what's the big deal? Listen, if nobody read my bio and they showed up, they get the same presentation as information as if they read my bio, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you like the information and it works, then you like the information and it works, right? I mean, that's that's all there is to it. I mean, it's you know, bios and top hundred lists and awards are are, are really I listen. They're wonderful. They're great, but at the end of the day it's not going to change how I teach or how I behave in front of any skill level. You know, somebody shows up with a problem, I'm going to get after it and try to fix it for them. And, and it doesn't matter what my bio says. It doesn't mean, mean a damn thing. And let's, let, let me tell you something about the top hundred list too. And I'm going to, I always get in trouble when I say these things. <laughs> if I look down to top hundred lists or any of those lists I've been on, there are 50 guys that shouldn't be on that list. Okay. They shouldn't be on the list. Okay. They're on the list because, the, the resort they work at advertises heavily in the publication. Mm-hmm. Okay, Let, let's let's call a spade a spade. Sure. And there's 50 guys that are on that list that are really qualified and should be on the list. And there's 100 guys I know that are not on any list that are awesome teachers, and they've never received the recognition they should. Mm-hmm. So those lists, you can you can we can take those lists and yeah. do what you want with them. <laughs> All right. So so Tom, as I was mentioning. Um, it looks like you've got a really good tan, but I don't, but it, but it, but it doesn't look like a golf tan to me. I've been, I may have been stalking you a little. I know you felt a little something creeping up on you. I may have been Instagram stalking you and it looked like you may have been on a little fishing trip somewhere. (laughs) There it is. Fish monster. (laughs) monster. (laughs) Where'd you go, man? We, uh, Denise and I, we own a home in Key West. Mm -hmm. So, um, she spends, uh, a good part of the summer down there, and I get down there usually. Uh, we keep the house until January one usually, and she stays down till January one. I go back and forth in November, December a little bit, you know, when I can get sneak down there. Sure. Um, so, whatever whatever kind of golfer I was in my at my peak in the in the uh, early eighties. She's a better fly fisherman than I've ever been a golfer. Mm. Well, you, you mentioned that said she dusts your ass every time almost, right? Uh, it's 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 it's. Can, can I speak frankly here? Oh, yeah. can you do? Please, uh, by, by all it's, means, sir. It's fucking embarrassing how bad she dusts me off. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's just it's it's pitiful. Um, no, she's really good. She's really talented. Uh, and we you know we have a flats boat down there. We keep down there, and um, and that's kind of our gig. And uh, I'm I'm going to try to I'll, I'll be down there Thanksgiving week again. Um, and hope I can sneak down there again sometime before it really gets really, really busy. And then, and then we rent it most of the winter and then we go back down in May for tarpon season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And well, I, actually, I, the last time we spoke, I mean, you, you extended a, a soft <laughs> invitation and I, I haven't forgot that. So, so I, I've been picking out some things to get you away from that damn Canadian club. Not that there's anything it's wrong true. with the Canadian club, but I'm thinking, you know, we, we need to venture out. Uh, but no, we, we're, uh, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy that's like, damn it. He's, he remembered that how the, I mean, as much as he was drinking, how in the hell did he remember that? It's like, I thought I could say anything and it's like, yeah, it'll be fine. And then like, Hey, it's like, Hey, 
<laughs> hey, Tom, I'm home. Crickets. No, that's kind of my, uh, that's kind of my paradise. I mean, I get down there wherever I can. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have been down there at all, but it's, it's, oh, uh, I, I love tarpon fishing down there. The one thing I haven't done, I haven't been down there for lobster season to do any lobstering, but I would love to. That that's like uh, that that's my that's a so you know how so as golfers we have bucket lists. So and I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I'm 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 a hillbilly at heart, right? <laughs> I grew up in East Tennessee, and you know we did a lot of bass fishing that kind of thing. And every now and then I'd take the random, you know, we we get take an annual beach trip and we do some deep sea fishing, etc. Um, and and I've done it more since I moved away from Tennessee. Tennessee, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I've really grown fond of uh, the flats fishing down in the Keys, and you can kind of yeah. start at Isla Morada and work your way down. <laughs> I, I, I just haven't been able to, and, and it's it's selective or elective, however you want to say it, with <laughs> six and one half a dozen the other. But uh, but I haven't been lobstering down there yet, and I would love I, to I, do that. I got, I got a cool one for you. I've got a nephew who's uh, how old is Jared? I guess Jared's thirty three now. And he's a he's a free dive instructor. You know what free diving is? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So I think I think his record is like eight minutes and nine forty five seconds. <laughs> really? It's you know, it's ridiculous. It's you know, something crazy. But he's he's into he's into lobstering big time during lobster season. He's yeah. he's he's your guy for that. He's your guy. I can hook you up with him. He's he's the man. He can, you know, nice. he comes up big time every time. So when I when I say Uncle Tom, I'm not gonna get like the stink I am. Uh, like he's gonna no, be like, no, no. oh, I, I love Uncle Tom. And by the way, he's a golf fanatic. So oh shit, awesome. Well, hey, that would so that may be a good thing to do, man. If if he's um, if he's the kind of guy that would like to get on and chit chat. I mean, I would love to talk about like how do we plan a guy's trip uh, to the Keys, and you know where would we play golf? Where would we fly in? How would we get hooked up with fishing? Maybe lobstering that kind of thing. I mean, that'd be a great he's, conversation. He's he's your man. He he he'd love to come on because he'd love to promote his. He's an instructor. He'd love to promote the free diving too. Perfect. So that'd be, that'd be oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we were kind of co-mingling. We had a we had a guy from the circus from Bernardo Circus on uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's uh, in a relationship with uh, a distiller that's doing some crazy thing, some great crazy things. But you know, the birdies and bourbon. It's like you know, it's. I want to put air quotes up every time and say. Uh, just because it sounds like golf and bourbon, it's like th those are just placeholders for. Uh, a lot of things. I want to have, I, I want to have a good time, and uh, I want to have a good time while I'm doing it. Yes, that's oxymoron. No, he, he, you, you know what I'm saying? He, he loved it. And, you know, guys, make sure you do this at the end. I don't have all your contact information, so at the end of the show, if both of you would email me your contact stuff. I can put it in there. I can hook you up with some other people too. Okay. Oh yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, we'd love to do that. All yeah. right. So hold on. So I've been I've been watching. Uh, so are you on Instagram? You're you're Tom Patry Golf on Instagram. Right, Tom at Tom Patry Golf. Right. Yep. Yeah, Tom Patry Golf on Instagram. So I've been watching. You've had uh, some hell of a good guys. I can't pronounce the guy you were just on with the a couple of nights ago. Adam uh, Basil. Yeah. Say the last name again. Basil Jet. Adam Basil Jet. Yeah. So, so I'm like, uh, Dan's like, what the hell are we going to talk with this guy about again? And I'm like, I, I did not I, say I, that. I, I, I did I've not got say it. that. I've, I've got it. I've got Dan, it. I'm Dan, you're cool, Dan. Don't worry about him. Hey, I, I make Dan look really good on this show. Don't worry. Dan, Dan don't worry about him. So, so I want to talk, I want to go into, uh, give, give me some Sevy stories. Uh, and you may not have mentioned that. Oh, no, that well, so I want some Sevy stories, but you mentioned that you had caddied for Sam Sneed oh. with Mr. Basil Jet. 
So there is a picture right there. You just mentioned this. There, can you guys see that? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. That's that's yours truly giving Sevy a golf lesson right there. So so in yeah. case you're just listening and you're not watching the video, so that was Tom Patry and uh, coaching uh, or, or or instructing Sevy yeah. Ballesteros on the range at Westchester Country Club, and, and I have to guess on the year, Cal, but I think that was uh, I think that was 1993 or four. Um, great story. So the way that happened was um, I was director of instructor at Westchester Country Club for 11 years from 90 to 01. And um, Seve, if you guys know anything about Westchester Country Club and the Buick Classic, he won there twice. And he was, you know, always one of my, my two biggest idols in golf were Seve Ballesteros and Arnold Palmer. Hmm. So I'm sitting in my office on Tuesday during the Buick Classic week, and I got a walkie-talkie in this year. I got a walkie-talkie in this year. There's... 30,000 people on the property. It's Metropolitan New York in June. It's, you know, it's like we're getting my ass kicked. And uh, there's a knock on my office door, and I look up, and he goes, oh, are you Tom? And I look up, and it's it's Ballesteros. And I'm like, oh, now, had you met him? But Had you met him before never, this? Never, never, never. And we, it turned out we had a mutual friend in Southern California, and he says, uh, are you busy? I said, uh, what's up? He goes, I'm, I'm standing. I don't even know what to say. And he says, you know, can you watch me hit some balls? And I kind of go, like, are you talking to me? He goes, yeah, can you can, can you come you <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Give me, give me the New York accent. Give me the New York accent. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I, I said, uh, so I go next door to my director of golf, who's a good friend of mine. I said, I said John, I got Ballesteros in my office. He goes, he wants me to watch him hit some balls. He goes, so what are you doing here, man? What are you doing standing here? Go. Mm -hmm. And and it, it, it started started there, and it developed into a friendship that lasted uh, until, until he passed. As a matter of fact, um, about, I'm trying to think of Cal to be accurate, about 30 days, about 30 days before he passed, my cell phone rang. And I looked down, and it was obviously a number I recognized from overseas, and I answered it, and he, we knew he wasn't doing well. And uh, about 30 seconds, I might your hair in the back of my neck stand up. About 30 seconds into the conversation, I realized he was basically going through his Rolodex and calling people. He was saying goodbye. And saying goodbye because he'd gotten some bad news. Mm -hmm. um, and we, yeah. spoke for about, uh, we spoke for about 30 minutes and uh, hung up the phone and, and, you know, inside a month he was, he was gone. Um, but yeah. he was, he was awful good to me. He was awful kind to me. Um, I was, uh, I hadn't, I hadn't had any of those accolades you mentioned earlier at that point. Um, uh, or maybe one of them at that point only. And, uh, he had no reason to befriend me, uh, for any reason. Um, there was a mutual connection that, uh, that, that opened the door and, uh, he, he was obviously a hell of a player, obviously, you know, just, uh, well, so, so it's interesting. So think about how I, you know, when we, when we uh, started the show and, you know, I, I was speaking about the, uh, the, the article that, uh, and again, sorry, I, I didn't capture the article. I just took the, uh, the content, not the context, but, um, but it was, you know, Hey, when somebody approaches you, you know, how should you approach? Oh, I'm, do you feel intimidated or whatever? But I mean, this is exactly just a mirror image of what people might feel like coming to you. Right. And you, I mean, you're sitting there as a guy and here's this guy walking in and it's like, Holy shit, what do I do? Uh, wh how do I respond to this guy? Because he was quite the, I, you know, obviously I didn't meet him, but quite the character, right. And charismatic and, uh, just a he was, he was, uh, hell of a dude. He was definitely, like, like Arnold, 
Arnold was, and I got to be friendly with Arnold too. Like like Arnold, he was larger in life. You know, he was just one of those people that was, you know, when you walked into a room, he, he kind of, and he didn't try to command the room, but he but just he did. happened. It you was know, natural. Was, it was, it was just, he was just bigger than light, you know, like Godzilla, mm-hmm. you know, in the room, you know, like the elephant in the room. But uh, he was a cool guy and, um, and, and misunderstood in a lot of ways because, you know, he gets a bad rap from a lot of people about some of his, his, Antics, but he was mannerisms on the course, right? He was, he was, he was, he was, he was trying to get in your head every chance he got, and uh, that was part of his, that was part of his gig, and he was pretty damn good at it too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, if you want to elaborate, you can, but I, I no, he, was, I mean, shit, that, uh, he, I mean, I remember the first time I met Arnold Palmer. I was like, through a mutual friend again. We was at Bay Hill having lunch with somebody that worked for him. That was a good friend of mine. And he said to me, hey, listen, I asked a friend, of, a friend of mine to join us for lunch today, if you don't mind. Oh, matter of fact, here he comes now. And I turned around, and I was 19. Oh, I was wow. in, playing college golf, and, and Arnold Palmer was walking across the room. I was like, holy shit. I mean, I was like, oh. I got to go to the bathroom. I mean, I, he sat down, and he was a guy like Seve, who within 30 seconds made you feel so comfortable. Yeah. He, he was he, was, he, he just had that ability to make you feel like you'd known him for 30 years and he made it all about you, not about him. And, you know, they're, they're special people. They're, they're special people that can do that. And, and not everybody can do that. And those two guys could do that. Very cool. Yeah, it, it, that, that's really a blessing. And, and we were joking at the beginning of the show and, you know, we chatted, I don't know, uh, you know, a month or two ago. I think it was right before the U.S. Open. Yep, so a month was. or so ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, and, and no kidding, man. I mean, and, and you said yes. And, and we said yes, because, you know, I, mean, I, I think we've made that connection already that, uh, you know, you're not talking about people on the other end. And there's a genuineness to people that I think you're you're explaining about those two individuals that, you know, it's like you, you may not like it, but it's genuine mm-hmm. and, and, and it's real. And, and that is something to be said, you know, in, in, in the world that we're living, that we've lived no, and no. living in. So. And then let me tell you, on the other side, Arnold, if you pissed Arnold off, he'd let you know in no uncertain terms. He'd let you know right away at that moment that you screwed up. And he, he would not, you know, he wouldn't be, if, if, your, thin was, if your skin was thin, you were going to get your ass handed to you in a heartbeat. So. And I, and I appreciate that. As a New Yorker, I, I'm, you know, that's kind of where I come from. I'd rather you tell me to my face and tell me just how it is than, than you know, you hear from somebody else three months later that, you know, you fucked up. I mean, just t- tell me how it is, yeah. man. If I did something wrong, I want to fix it, you know. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't mince the word. He wouldn't mince any words at all. <laughs> so, Tom, right you get to the range with Sevy, and he's like, <laughs> come watch my swing. Are, are you going to the range like, what am I going to tell this guy? Uh, no, you know, you- I, I take, you know, Danny, truthfully, one thing, <laughs> one thing I've never lacked is confidence in my ability to teach the game of golf. Okay. I mean, I, I, might, I might lack uh, some social graces. I might not be good at a cocktail party, but <laughs> in, in that environment, I don't have any, I don't have any trepidation at all. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like when the clock, you know, when the, when the game clock goes on or the lights go on, uh, if you're a gamer, you, you, you game, you yeah. know? And uh, that's 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 one arena where I have no confidence problems at all, and I don't care if it's Sevi Ballesteros or it's or it's Cal who can't hit it in the air three times in a row. <laughs> you know, I, I, can, I, can, I can I can fix. The, I feel like I can fix whatever's in front of me, mm. uh, or or do a hell, make a hell of an attempt to fix it. Um, 
And there are some people like Cal who you can't fix. I mean, you just can't fix them. But it's true. But uh, if you, you if you're not if you're only listing, I'm definitely flipping him off right now. I don't know why, I don't know why he's ragging my golf game out so bad. But uh, no, I don't I don't have any uh, I don't have any confidence problems in, the, in that arena at all. No. So so what advice did you give? When I got to that point with Seve at that point in his career, he was. Uh, he was definitely on the back nine of his career, mm-hmm. and he had already had, um, if I'm not mistaken, at that juncture, he'd already had some back problems that were pretty severe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and basically, if you looked in swing early in his career, you know, big inverted mm-hmm. C, big kind of hang back, you know, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of pressure in his lowest thoracic spine, and he and the um, he couldn't square the club face up. So I just tried to get him to post up a little better into his left side, try to get him a little level, a little more level through impact. I can remember, I can actually remember that exact first lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I was trying to take, really take pressure off his back because he was in pain playing golf at the time. Gotcha. Uh, and he was working with somebody else at the same time on the West Coast. And I, I won't use any names because the person would probably he's, he's he's out of his mind. He might he might send a hitman for me. Um, but <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 not to mention names. I mean, it, it's not what we're here but, for. But I guess I'm thinking. He, he so, was doing, the point is, he was doing just the some. Yeah. So, but so if somebody comes in like that and, you know, think about like, uh, and I don't know if you, uh, we, we mentioned John Tattersall, you know, he's mm-hmm. a big fitness guy mm-hmm. and he's got a thing. And I think, you know, John, mm-hmm. right? I know he is. So, uh, but yeah. So, you know, if you're thinking about that, I mean, how do you, how do you fix something? It's, that's a lot to unpack. We don't have to go down that road, but you know, again, I mean, you, you've got, but think about, uh, think about Arnold, think about Jack, think about Tiger. And, and I would say Tiger probably wasn't so much of that big curve C, but like, think about, uh, I guess I'm thinking Jack. And I mean, he had this crazy whip thing and kind of came through and like really whipped things around, you know, I mean, it, it was pretty wild how that, yeah, how that happened. If, if you look at, if you look at the evolution of the golf scene just in the last 10 or 15 years, um, Guys play golf a lot more stacked, if you will, than they used to. Guys, yeah. stack and you know, tilt, in, right? In, in, tilt well, and stack. Jack stacked up in, in terms of the finish. A lot of guys, you know, the Johnny Millers, the Jack Nicholses of that era, Tom Weisskopf of there, you really backed it up and kind of, you know, inverted inverted their bodies. That was a style of playing at that point, and and nobody really questioned it. And then we figured out that the lower thoracic spine didn't do really well with that. And then guys also wanted to elongate their career because this thing happened called the senior tour and they figured out they could make a lot of money post 50 and they had to last longer. And they really figured out that, that, you know, that motion wasn't going to last or do very well, you know, from 45 on if they pounded a million golf balls in their life, backing up on their lower thoracic spine, because it's not designed to take and absorb that kind of punishment. Um, so we started changing and evolving uh, into a much more level condition at impact. Adam Scott, you know, Tiger, the more of the modern motion we see today. Um, so we've taken, we've tried to take pressure off that area of the body, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to back up a little bit and it's a great segue. Uh, I love it when you do this for me. It's uh, it's like, you know, it's like showing up to the bar and taking candy from a baby, man. Um, so you speaking of senior, <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. So for those of you that are not watching, I just got the uh, I got the Tom Junior again. Uh, you played the Naples Senior Open recently. I I, I hear. I did. I played. I played in a three day senior event. It was the first time, and I'll tell you what happened. It's, it's actually a good a good bad story. I had well COVID one, and then last year 
at this time, I had a knee operation and two eye surgeries oh, wow. in, a, in, a, in a three week period. So I, I played none wow. last year at all, no competitive golf last year. So it'd been, it'd been almost 22 months before I, since I played a competitive round of golf. And you know, in the last 10 years of my life, if I play three or four events a year, that's all I get to play. Um, and that's not exactly a good way to be sharp and be competitive. But I really wanted to play this year. I hadn't played in a while. And the driving force was that my 20-year-old son lives in Naples now. And he said, let's play, Dad. I want a caddy for you. Oh, cool. So that, that way it Good was for cool. you, man. It's it awesome. Cool. So, so we, we, I said, well, we might not make it past the end of the first fairway. We'll see how we do with this. But we played, we played, uh, we played the whole three rounds. We got to the last round. And I, I, w- I was a Sterling 74, 74, 76. And I, I had to really behave on the last day because I shot 76 with a triple and two doubles. Oh. Um, so, which which hurt really bad because I really played actually pretty good. I made two bad swings that cost me uh, shooting 67 or 68 the last round. So, you want to behave as a parent in front of your son uh, like you're supposed to. And probably if he wasn't caddying for me and wasn't in the in the proximity of where I was playing, I might have stuck a freaking shaft in my neck um, uh, because it was pretty painful. But yeah, it was, it was fun. We had, we had a blast. Um, it was fun to compete again. Uh, it's only wanted me to try to compete a little bit more. So I'm tr- actually trying to find some things. It's really hard in season down here. One, take time off because mm-hmm. you cost you money to take time off. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's not a lot to play in uh, on the club professional level in Florida during the winter because during the winter when we're in prime time, the courses don't want to give their golf courses up for, for an event. Yeah, most, sure. of, most of the stuff that's played in Florida uh, professionally at the club pro level is played during the summer when I'm gone. Um, but I think I got an email earlier today about the West Florida tour starting a 45 and older division. Hmm. I just got an email through just before I went on with you guys tonight. So I'm going to check it out when I hang up. I'm hoping they have some events that I can slip into at least three or four. 45 and older. I think you, yeah, I think you make that category. Don't, don't, don't fucking go there, Cal. Don't go there. Don't go there. I was just saying, like you're, you've, so you've met one criteria of the qualification. I'll tell you something that Jay Haas told me a long time ago. The golf ball doesn't know how old you are. That's true. That's a good one. That, that, that is true. So, so let me, so this is going to be, uh, I don't not, not putting you on this, but I mean, but seriously, right? So, so you go out, so you made, so on Sunday or the last day, you said you made a double and a triple. A triple and, and two doubles. Yeah. Triple, two doubles. Sorry. So, all right. So, and, and you know, like I made bad swings. I know what happened. So, so what is Tom, the instructor, is there something that you need to work on? Was it concentration? It, let, let me let me let me unpack that a little bit more for you. No, that's, that's so, so so thinking about like myself, right? So I'm not really. I love to play golf. I'm not really that good. I'm good at like a buddy kind of no, best I- ball kind of thing. So if you're if you if I'm looking to go, if I'm coming to Tom Patry and I'm like, hey Tom. I'm a member at a club and, 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 it, and it's handicapped, that kind of thing, right? Whatever. And. Uh oh. We lost them. Yeah, then, you know, maybe, maybe it's like a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign. That we, that we, that we, we don't really want to. It's not a sign. It, yeah. We lost you, buddy. It's not a sign. We lost it's you. not a sign. We lost it's not you, a buddy. sign. It's not a sign. It's, it's, Do you have it's, me back? It's, we got you back now, but we, yeah. Yeah, you can keep going. Keep going. Is, is it shitting? No. So, 
Okay, so so Tom, so as a as an amateur at my club, I want to win the club championship, and and I'm coming to Tom, and I'm saying, hey Tom, how do I go from playing weekend beer pounding rounds, and I, I've got a decent game, you know, I'm shooting in the you know mid to low 80s, but I want to try to really win my club championship. How do you give what 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 do what are we working on? And I know we can't get it all in this show, but no, like no. what's the how, how do you start that process? That's a great question. So so let me let me use me as an example mm -hmm. and then transition back into the club championship. Perfect. So if I look back over all three of those rounds, because I wasn't happy with 74, 74 either. Mm -hmm. um, sure. I can trace all those um, swings that I didn't like over 54 holes that were mechanically not very good back to making bad decisions, not seeing the shot I wanted to hit, not making the right decision about the club I played or the type of shot I was trying to play. I saw more, I saw much more competitive rust during those three rounds than I saw a swing rust. Mm. I actually made a lot of good made a lot of really good swings in three days, a lot of really good. So I was very encouraged by that. I was more competitively rusty than I was swing rusty. Um, and that transitions into your question, Cal, which is I think, you know, guys get ready for the club championship and it's the big event and they don't play anything all year except some hit and giggles. And now all of a sudden they have to play stroke play where every shot counts. I don't get a lunch ball off the first tee. The three footer isn't good, right? None of that's that, that's not golf, right? Every, every shot counts. I think I think there's a big difference between golf and what I call country club. Mm. Okay, yep. so you know, and I my guys that I train, I say, listen, if you're gonna win the club championship, it can't be the first event of the year. It can't be the only event of the year. It, you, so you've got to start playing some events. So any of my guys that want to play quote-unquote competitive golf or win their club championship if that's one of their goals i said listen we have to play four or five events that summer that season leading up to that so whether it's you know it's whether it's the county amateur tournament or the golf channel amateur tour or uh the florida state golf station puts on events all year long that guys can play in then then let's do that but let's not make the club championship first round of the club championship our first competitive round of the year when we shift the bed and it doesn't work out very well. And the other thing I do a lot of that a lot of guys don't do enough of is if a guy's a regular student of mine, we're playing, we're, we're gonna take three or four or five playing lessons during the year where we go out on the golf course and make decisions about golf, not golf swing decisions. What kind of shot are you trying to hit? Why are you hitting that kind of shot? But you're talking you're talking course management and, and you're big, and if you read, yeah, for those of you that are listening, I mean, if you're, um, and, and, and where Tom's going with this, I'm not speaking for you. Sorry. I'm, I'm just from my lens, right? No, I mean, no, no. Tom's, Tom's a great, um, uh, illustrator's a bad word, but, uh, but, but the, the way Tom illustrates how you should manage the golf course, I would say that if I were paraphrasing Tom Patry, it starts with the short game and, and, and then it goes back to the tee box and then it goes back to the putting green. That's just in, in my interpretation of how I've read, but it's really like, you know, how many times do you miss a green and you've got a, a you know, and, and I really loved one of the videos. It was a, 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 a older video that you did, but it was, uh, Hey, use the wedge. You, you got a 60. If you don't get one, use your 56, use your pitch pitching wedge, use your nine iron. And it was, and, and the biggest thing that I heard was be creative, 
because where, you know, the, the shot that you're hitting when you're around the green, it's leading you to a place where you have to be creative and you have to try different things and not be afraid of it, which is what nobody wants to hear, but it's practice, practice, right. practice. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a, get a big 30 yards in guy, not even a hundred yards in, just 30 yards in. I mean, I actually, I did an 18 hole playing lesson today with a guy who, is right in that wheelhouse, Kyle, you're talking about. He wants to win his club championship. He was a really good college baseball player. He's gone. He's been with me three years now. He's gone from being a 30 handicap to being a seven in wow, three seasons. That's great. And and he, and he drove the ball beautifully today, all day long, killed it. He was a big, strong guy. He whipped it right down the middle of every fairway today. And he, he, he puts like fucking Helen Keller. You know, he, he puts like Helen Keller. He looks like Helen Keller. So, man, he'd be better off just putting a blindfold on him. He'd just point you in a direction. Hey, Sir, Sergio Garcia? Right. So I said, listen, this year we're working 75% of our time is going to be 30 yards and in. We're going to pitch shots. We're going to hit bunker shots. We're going to hit, hit bump and run shots. And we're going to put into your freaking hands fall off. Because seriously, this guy goes around the golf course, and if he had, if he had a B – a B club short game, a B not tour short game, a B country club short game. Yeah. He's not a seven; he's a three. I mean, wow. literally, and he's a good three. So, and he gets it. He totally. He's played enough sport in his life. He's competed enough as a really high quality D one pitcher in his life that he gets it. So, well, you if, if, of, you, if you hit him close enough to the pin, how good of a putter do you have to be? That sounds like an 11 handicap talking cow. Don't do that. Don't try, it. Try, try, try not to do that to yourself. Damn it. <laughs> it didn't sound good. It didn't sound good. All right. Okay. Well, I'll get the editor to work on that. Okay. Perfect. Try again. It's, it's staying in. How, how, how is that, by the way, cow? Is it pretty good? That $20 bottle? Is it? Uh, it, it is, it's better than good. I've got uh, a couple of cases. And it is, uh, it's one of those things, if you like a good ride with A couple of cases? Yeah. Danny, did he say say a couple of cases? He does, and he's not kidding. I'm not kidding. And it it, it is really good. I mean, this is, like, I've got, I mean, I've got stuff behind the bar that's, like, you know, hundreds of dollars. And, like, pound for pound, this stuff is better. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, I mean, it's hard. It's kind of like a golf game, right? It's like, uh, what, let me, let me rephrase that. So you were asking, um, uh, your guy from the other night, you were like, who's got the best golf swing. And it's like, well, I mean, it's kind of a palette, you know, it's like, well, is it, it, it you know, do, do you like, uh, you know, I mean, would you say Matt Wolf has a bad swing? I mean, I, I wouldn't, no. I would say it's kind of hitchy. Would you say, um, would you say Lee Trevino has a bad swing? I would say it's unorthodox. One of my favorites of all time, by the way. So Lee Trevino? Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Tom, let's stay on the Matt Wolf thing for a second. We didn't talk about we didn't talk about Matt Wolf last time, did we, Cal? I don't think we did. No, no. I don't think so. No. That that swing, the the unorthodox part of it's just a hitch, really, in terms of it looks like he's just trying to get I don't know if he was sw- swaying somewhere when he was like, you know, in the college or whatnot. It looks like more of a, I think I heard maybe it was a training drill, but when, once that kind of the hitch is done, he's right back in the normal, normal position. And the swing is just an outstanding swing. There's nothing strange about the swing. It's just a little hitch before the swing even starts. It's the trigger, right? Yeah. So Danny, Matt Wolf from the top of the backswing down yeah. is as good as anything on tour. Yeah. 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 I mean, the backswing is definitely. You know what Matt Wolf is? Matt Wolf is the Jim Furyk of this era. Yeah. There you go. Matt, by the way, did you ever did you ever look at what Jim Furyk's made in his career? 
Yes, very well. Good. Yes. He's, done, yeah. he's yeah. done fine. Yeah. He's done fine. Right. Yeah. So, uh, if, you, if you said to Matt Wolf, "Would you take Jim Furyk's career?" And right now, he'd just probably say no because he probably thinks he can do better. Mm. Good for him. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't be worried if I had Jim Furyk's career. He, Matt Wolf, is the Jim Furyk of, of this generation, and uh, and and longer, stronger, and and maybe as good a putter, if not better. And he and he's and he's got a big set of balls, and he's not scared of anybody, <laughs> and he's going to do just fine. So, I, I love the creativity of that kind of a golf swing. And that, you know, that guy is, you know, you know, what you do with him, you stay out of his way. Yeah. Don't say anything stupid. Don't fuck him up. Don't don't give him any stupid thoughts, and don't try to change that. That's that's who he is. He's he's one of these guys that comes along every, every generation, and he's just. Crazy talented, yep. crazy gifted, mm-hmm. and just try not to screw him up. Just if he, just if he gets out of rhythm, you get him back in rhythm. Now, I would take a lot of, I, and I'm sure I'm sure George has done this with him. I would take a lot of film of him when he's playing his best, yeah. and when he gets when he gets off, just show him that film, try to get back to where he was. But don't make any major changes there. Do yeah. not do that. Do not do not do not drink that Kool Aid. That's just stupidity. Guy is yeah. so ta- so talented. Hey, what what do you think about Stuart Sink coming in at uh, what is he forty seven, forty eight years old, and he wins out in uh, so he wins in Napa, yep, yep. and I think he was uh, two weeks, three three weeks ago, he was in uh, where were they at Bermuda or somewhere thereabouts? And he no, played, they, were in, they were in Dominican Republic. Dominican, yeah. yeah sorry, plays well. I mean, Stuart Sink coming on. I, I don't, I didn't read about any injuries he had, but what's uh, what's into Stuart Sink these days? So you know, Stuart Sink has had another guy who's very quietly had a incredibly good career. I mean, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. shitload of money. money. Won a major, obviously, maybe at maybe at the expense of Tom Watson, but won a major. Won the British. Um, he's been good for a long time. He had a couple off years. You know, you don't know what gets a guy like that off. Whether it's a motivation lull. I mean, listen, he's been out there for twenty plus years. You know, you're going to have a couple of speed bumps, man. It's not, it's not going to be smooth sailing all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like he's back right now. It looks like he's going to recharge the battery. Um, at 47, I go back to what Jay Haas said. The golf ball doesn't know how old you are. The point, dude's yeah. talented. Yep. Didn't surprise me he won again. Wouldn't surprise me he won one more before he was 50. Mm. But, you know, you look at these guys. Look at Mike Weir turning 50. The last five years of his career, forty-five to fifty on the PJ Tour, he couldn't make a cut. Yeah. And right now he's cashing, he's cashing five-figure and fixed six-figure checks every week on the senior tour. You know, these guys are saying to themselves, "Man, I'm forty-five. Let me get to fifty because there's, there's new life at 50. Sure. Um, and and I, I don't know how much you guys know about the PJ Tour's retirement plan, but it's based on cuts made. Hmm. And every time you make a cut. You, your your retirement ding ding goes ching ching and it goes up a little higher. Hmm. Um, it's the best retirement plan in professional sports. So, so they've got a pension plan essentially. Oh my god! Wow. It's like uh, I'll give you an example. There was an article I think it was in Golf Digest five or six years ago. A guy like Justin Leonard, and I might be misquoting. You might have to check me on these guys, but a guy like Justin Leonard will make about seven hundred thousand dollars a year in retirement. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the best kept secret in the world, basically. It's not wow. like those guys won't know about it. And then the senior tour has a second plan you can start. Nice. So you can you can actually double dip. And it's not obviously based on cuts because they don't have cuts. It's yeah. based on sure. finishes. But yeah, they, they want to keep on they want there's a lot of reasons they want to keep on playing. 
you know. Yeah, well, I mean, well, mainly they like to play, right? But uh, right, they're, 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 they're you know they're racehorses. They're they're built to run, so they don't want to just sit at home. Right. And the senior sport has been a second life. You know, so, so Tom. Uh, we didn't talk about this last time either, and Cal and I are novice in terms of our knowledge on PGA Tour and all that kind of thing. What are your thoughts on, is there any merit or true substance to this Premier Golf League versus the PGA Tour? You know, <laughs> Here he goes. You know, that's, like, that's, like, that's like the XFL taking down the NFL or, or the CFL taking down the NFL. Uh, you know, no, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, it, 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 it's an awful big machine you'd have to topple over. I mean, mm-hmm. for example, for example, look at this retirement plan I just talked about. Yeah, you, are you going to walk away from that? I don't think so. Yeah, and do you think they have? Do you think they have that kind of money behind them to to create that plan too? Mm-mm. That plan's evolved over the last forty years, right? Yeah, it was started by you know I think Dean Beeman actually initiated that plan back during his tenure as commissioner. Um, you'd have to you'd have to be walking away from a lot of a lot of substance and guarantee and, and stability. Um, I could see nah, I'm going to get in trouble here again. I could see a knucklehead like a knucklehead like Phil Mickelson jumping on board or something like that. But what 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 does he need with a pension? I mean, you know what I mean? It's like it, that, 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 but, but that's where you're going to wind up. You're going to wind up with the the individuals that that I don't want to say they can't compete. They can't compete on the PGA Tour to the extent that the the youth that's coming in can, right? They don't. They, I mean, they've already made the run. It's time for it's time for them to evolve. So maybe it's an overlay, but I don't know as far as like taking over. I mean, there's no chance. No, zero, zero, zero. Yeah. That was then that, that that you can show that question. That's not a good one. Yeah, that's like the question I asked Dan earlier. Yeah, come on. <laughs> no, I thought he'd get a great, a great answer, though. Yeah, I mean, we, just, we wanted more information it's, it's, on it. It's, yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's not going to happen. I don't, Tom, I don't see it. Why, why didn't you yell at Dan like you yell at me? <laughs> Dan, Dan's a softer and kinder soul. That's <laughs> true. All right, so it's hold true. on. So, so. So you brought it up. You brought wait, well. We, you didn't really bring it up, but you you had you were going down that road. Dan derailed us with a horrible question that you gave a great answer to, as usual. It was a great answer. Here yeah. we go. Like, I know. I know. So so caddying for Sam Snead <laughs> twice. Twice. Uh, I caddied for Sam Snead in 1980 and 1981, uh, both one day charity events. Um, Boys Club of Lakeland, Florida, Sam Snead versus Andy Bean. Do you know that name, Andy Bean, you guys? Sure. Yeah. Andy Bean was a top 10 player in the world, lived in Lakeland. Uh, they, they wrangled him into the boys, boys Club of Lakeland, wrangled him into doing these things. Can he get somebody else? He gets Snead. They're both Wilson staff players at the time. Two college teammates, myself and my, my co-captain. My co-captain was from Lakeland, so he and Bean were friends. So he gets Bean and I get Snead. I think I get the, I think I get the you know the horse obviously. Snead is sixty two and sixty three at the time, those two years. Um, and again, going back to Jay Haas again, the golf ball doesn't know how old you are. Was still hitting it unbelievably good at sixty two and sixty. As a matter of fact, he almost won at sixty one if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, um, in thirty five holes, the first year and and seventeen holes the second year, home course. He knows we're college players. He knows I'm an All-American. How many questions has he asked me, Cal, for 35 holes? Zero. 
zero is the correct answer. You win, you win the prize. So we get to the 36th hole. Now, by the way, <laughs> ding, 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 you win. The first, the first two year, Bean beat him. And he was, yeah, it's a casual, you know, it's a fundraiser for charity. But is he, is he pissed? Oh, he's so pissed off, it's not even funny. He's just fucking steaming. Um, they had a little action on the side. There's probably 3,000 people watching, walking. So the second year, this is an unbelievable, this is a, one of my favorite stories of all time. He's still playing a Wilson Stratoblock laminated wood. Okay. 1981, which is a, a mass, compared to today, it's massive. Um, and he hasn't hit a bad shot all day, and he's beating Bean by a shot coming to 18 the second the second year. And he hits his only bad shot of the of the 36 holes both years. On the last tee, he hits this kind of heel cut into the right rough. And the last hole's like 440 into the wind, par four. And it kind of nestles down in some Bermuda rough. And, so, and I get out there before he gets out there. And it's a, it's a really bad line. He's got probably 220. The thing's sitting down. Bean's driven it a mile down the middle of the fairway. So if Bean makes par, makes bogey, tie, you know, wash. And he wants no part of that. So I go down and set the bag down next to his ball, and I'm looking at the sign. I'm thinking, and, I, and I, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm about to win my national championship that year, so I'm playing really good golf. I look at this line, I say, the most I could hit out of this line is seven iron. I could probably get seven iron down there somewhere, you know, 50 yards short of the green and hit a pitch shot, but that I can't picture anything more than seven iron. So I set the, the bag down, and he's looking at the line again. We have not spoken a word in two years. And, and he reaches over and he puts his hand on the base or the neck of the driver. I'm going, what the fuck is he doing? Right? Like, what is this guy thinking? And, he, and I saw, I, I'm thinking to myself, I can't let a Hall of Famer, Sam Sneed, embarrass himself in front of 3,000 people. There's no way, there's not a physical way you can hit driver out of this lie and not top it. Right? I mean, you can't do it. And he goes to pull the driver out of the bag, and I put my hand on the neck of the driver, and he goes to pull it up, and I'm holding the driver. And he turns and looks at me and says, son, what the fuck are you doing? I said, Mr. Sneed, listen, I haven't, we haven't spoken a word in two years, but I can't let you drive out of that line. He says, take your fucking hands off that golf club. So I, I, let, it, I let it go to the club. Now, Bean and, and my friend Scott Beal are up about 50 yards up looking back at this. They can't see it up close, and they really can't see it why because they can't see the golf ball. And it's Sam's probably down. hotboxing cigarettes the whole time. <clears throat> he takes this thing out, and he sets it down behind the, behind the ball in the, in, in the rough. And I'm like, this is, I, I, I can't believe he's going to do this. I mean, this guy's going to top this thing. Cal, as much as I know about the golf swing 40 years later, okay, he makes a swing at this golf ball. It comes out of the rough like it's on a fucking tee. Mm. It peaks. <laughs> it goes 230 yards. It lands on the front of the green. It rolls up there about six feet from the hole. Good gosh. And he looks at me. He looks at me and says, are there any fucking questions? Nice. <laughs> and, he, and, he walks, and he walks away. So I pick up the bag and I walk up the fairway to the left. He walks on the right side of the fairway. <laughs> And I get up to Bean and my man, Scotty Beal, and Bean looks at me and goes, TP, did he hit driver out of there? I said, Beaner, you, you, you can't believe the lie he had back there. He goes, 
how did he do that? I said, I was going to ask you. The same <laughs> I have no idea. Because <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Because the physics of that does not make any sense at all. No way, no how. He walks up, he knocks in and beats Bean by two. Nice. He never said another word to me again. And by the way, by the way, the Boys Cub of Lakeland gave us each each year $100 for caddying. And then Bean tipped Scotty $100. How much did Sam give me both years? Same answer. That's the correct answer. Cal, zero, zero, zero. I'm looking for Tom Jr. down here. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. It was the most unbelievable golf shot I've ever seen in my life still to today. I don't know. I have no explanation. I don't know how he did it. I can't describe to you how bad the lie was. That, that, that strata block laminated, big, massive, stupid Wilson staff head. So, so this this is me patting Tom on the back a little bit here. Not really, but I mean, but but seriously. So, do you think that? So he already knew what he was going to do, right? And, oh and whether God. it was gonna and whether it was gonna happen or it wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> but do you think when you had when when he reached for it and he couldn't get it because caddying in those days was a different time than caddying today, right? When caddying in those days, you you lugged the you lugged the lumber around and and the and the player made the decisions, generally speaking, right? Well, unless you were unless you were very very elite, probably. Uh, okay, so so he reaches for it, and you've got your hands on it, and he's he's wanting to get it, and it's like it's not there. So do you think that there? Do you think Tom Patry had a little bit to do with that shot? No, zero, <laughs> zero. I, I spoon feeding you there, I damn could, it. You wouldn't I take could, it. I couldn't, I couldn't carry his jock strap on my best day. I mean, it's I mean that guy. To see that up close for 36 holes was a, was one of the greatest highlights of my golf life. I mean, this guy had more talent in his fingertips. Yeah. Than, I mean, you know, you t- talk about somebody that you think is rhythmically talented, whether it's Freddie or Ernie Els or Adam Scott. Adam Scott. I mean, this guy was this guy was like a ballerina, man. He was. Wow. And he was. And by the way, people don't realize at 62 and 63. I can't imagine this problem. This guy was really physically strong as a 62-year-old. I'm 62 right now. Mm-hmm. This guy was this guy was Tom fucking Brady. I mean, <laughs> he was like, you know, he, he, and, and, and he, I used the word hillbilly earlier. This guy was a true hillbilly. He was a West Virginia hillbilly. You know, eighth grade, eighth, eighth grade education. No, like a chain smoking machine, right? I mean, he, he was he was just a talented son of a bitch, man. He was just yeah. fine, just just naturally born gifted talent it was crazy how good he was crazy yeah yeah mm. yeah, it, it, yeah it's wild I, I wanted to hear the story that that is by the way um so you asked earlier if you could speak freely you can to your own demise um you know i mean i don't have an image to uphold do you no i'm not if you don't like what you got then you can just turn you can just turn this thing off that's all that's no problem mm. yeah hey, like, like i said uh, you haven't received the third invitation yet oh but it's coming it's coming yeah, that's I, a, that was a great I, story i just you know i just I, I am who i am i just tell it like it is that's all i just no, uh, uh so hold on so i want to ask another so we've we've uh, we've been all over the fucking place man for sure <laughs> but which is a good thing i mean i i it's uh it, you know, what we really like for this to be is the 19th hole Yep. You just played around the golf and he had a damn good, you, you may not have shot the best score, but you had a damn good time. Good people sitting around chit-chatting and uh, you know, we're at the 19th, we're pouring one back or several. Um, so 
know, how how is um, we got to plug the Crown Colony? Mm-hmm. Uh, how are yeah. things going? That well, you, so you said so in the contract you didn't get a car and you racked up uh, I don't know like one hundred and seventy three thousand <laughs> miles over your little adventure uh, there over the over the summer, uh, but it looks like you've got a hell of a lot of vacation time. I can tell you that. <laughs> How do you, how does he, how do you figure that? Where's my vacation time? Well, I haven't seen any golf shit on there and uh, I've seen a hell of a lot of fishing stuff. So I, I get, uh, I, here's, here's the hillbilly map, right? And I get, uh, I get about two and a half weeks between two, five and a half month seasons to do what I just did. I do take ready for this, Dan. This is unbelievable. And Cal's just beating on me. I get I five days off by agreement at Thanksgiving, which I, I told him that that's just I, what I do. And I'm taking three days off at Christmas, mm, okay? Wow, wow. And then two and a half weeks off between seasons. And then I try to, t- I try, I don't always get this, I try to get another week off when this season ends before I go back on the road again in May. So if that's too much, considering I give about 1,500 hours of golf lessons a year, Cal, you can kiss my ass. So, so, so basically you work like a month and a half and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it sounds, but I, I'm not good at math. I'm not good so, at so the, Tom, uh, so, the so, so Tom, so Cal and I, we were doing the calendar, uh, I don't know, a week or so ago. I think Cal's <laughs> probably working between mid December and January, about three days. That's what he's working. Yeah, right? so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, he, and he's beating on me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, hey, here's, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, Cal. So like tonight, I'll, I come home, I, I, I had this plane lesson today, which is really, I'm not even on the books yet, right? I just did this because the guy had a little emergency. And then I start back up on the 15th. I start my season on two days from now. Um, but I come home in the evening and I book my own lessons. I answer my own. There's no secretary or anything. I do about, uh, yeah, tonight I'll do about 12 online video lessons tonight, you know, after dinner sometime. Um, and then I'll check my emails again before I go to bed. So it, the day doesn't end when I get home, really. I mean, that's, you know, when you're... If when it's you in your have, blood, it's in your blood, man. I mean, if I don't book those lessons, nobody else is going to book them for me. So Well, and, and once again, I mean, not to... Uh, this is another pat on the back. I'd like to say slap in the face, but it won't come across. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, I mean, once again, I mean, the genuineness that you get. And, and uh, you know, for the people that are listening, like, uh, you know, Dan and I have not met Tom face-to-face. Uh, he's invited us to his place uh, in Key West. Invited Dan. That's right. I've already, I've, I've already got, oh, oh, you just invited Dan. Yeah, yeah, I see what they're doing. Yeah. Nice. So for those of you that are not watching, I'm flipping Tom off again. It's only the middle finger. I mean, I may work enough energy to get two middle fingers off, but I don't know. We'll see about that. Uh, so, but the, uh, but it's going good at Crown Colony. Kai, you, like you, like a, like a sweet spot. So big sweet spot for me. Um, so I, uh, I start your two, a day after tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, I'll, a friend of mine's coming down with a trailer and move a lot of my toys. I call. I told toys. you. I told you. I couldn't get the trailer, Tom. Okay, I got. I got a cover, Cal. Uh, I'll move all my toys up there tomorrow afternoon and get set up up there, and then start on the fifteenth. Um, I went up last week for the first time and met with the board, met the GM, and sat down and had lunch with them. They couldn't have been any nicer. I. I rode the golf course in the morning because I hadn't seen it. Oh wow! Um, it's really good. Mm. It's. It's probably. 
it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. It's a hard golf course, actually. Wow. It's a tough driving golf course. And then I played nine holes in the afternoon after I got done with the meetings. Um, great practice facility, beautiful clubhouse. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. And, and the membership, uh, I just checked just now. Again, I've gotten eight or ten emails the last five days in a row um, about lesson inquiries. And, and, and they started booking already. And this is October. And generally, guys, really, I don't usually come back here. Uh, this year has been different because of COVID. Yeah. I usually don't go back here till November 1, mm. so I'm back early. And I usually don't teach down here in October at all. Mm. So I, And I didn't know what to expect, and uh, we're off to the races already. So it's that's gonna awesome, be, man. It, yeah, it's going to be a good season. That's, yeah, a, that's really, really, really exciting, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I, I was looking at uh, – so I do uh, – so you do have my email somehow, but we'll resend it to you. But um, – <laughs> Uh, but I, I did get uh, in your email that you pushed. Yeah, let him talk. Let him talk. Tom, talk. I am Batman. No, again, more, more. I am Batman. There you go. There you go. Batman. We gotta get. We gotta get you on the Zoom. I had, to, I had to go to the. Oh, yeah. Halloweeny. It's Halloweeny coming up. It, it is Halloweeny. Halloween. It's Halloweeny. I, I was just saying that I. Good lord. <laughs> I'm just going to start drinking more. I'm, 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 I'm does, that, does that bother you? No, he loved it. No. He... <laughs> <laughs> you got to talk, Tom. You got to talk. You don't have to worry. So, so hold on. Let him so talk. Before, let him, let before him talk. we let leave. Him talk. Let him talk. King Kong. King Kong. <laughs> there you go. All right. Raising the shambo, you have nothing on me, Raising. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a training day uphole there. What's the, what, I don't understand what the problem is with you guys. You guys, no sense of humor. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, well, we're working. <laughs> Halloween. <Okay>. It's Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween. So for oh. those of you that are not watching, this so tom patry he just went through so i guess he has like a superhero fetish <laughs> he, went, he went through and, and let me tell so first off he can't do this with his other oh actually actually i see what happening here he's a guest on our show i know it's creeping up he's a guest on our show so he's going down this road he just wore a batman mask a King Kong mask, and and he quoted Training Day, Denzel, and Ethan uh, Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ethan Hawk. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Dr. Dre was in that one. You want to keep going? <laughs> want, we, we, oh, oh, and uh, uh, Carradine. You had a Carradine in that movie. Mm. Oh, so hold on. That we're we're taking. So if you're still yeah, Macy, down, Macy Gray, Macy Gray, if you're still listening to this podcast. And we hope you are because Tom Patrick's a hell of a guy and I can't wait to get down to damn Key West or, or the golf club. Number two, um, you should do a bourbon and a movie with us and we mm. should break down training day. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Would you Explain. be up for that? Explain. I don't understand. Okay. So we're going to do, um, we're going to, uh, like you're going to go and watch training day again. Clearly you saw the movie and you like it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to sit down and we're, and we're going to pair a, uh, a drink, a like bourbon, a, a, a bourbon. A, a bourbon. Mm -hmm. We're going to pair the bourbon that marries up to training day. And we're going to sit around and have some drinks and we're going to break down the movie. Hey, so the movie starts out, you've got, uh, and I forget how it starts out. I'd have to rewatch, but you know, when they go in the movie with Carradine and he's like racking that shotgun he's like, he was drinking bourbon in the movie or scotch in the I movie. Know, yeah, I know. Yeah. And then Dr. Dre starts busting out the floor. 
floor to dig to get the shit, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So we do categories, Tom. We'll do categories like, you know, okay, recast. Recast. You know, who would you put as the Denzel character other than Denzel? Is there anybody? That kind of thing. All kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could talk. Well, we, we, you know, we, 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 there's a lot of movies we could do that with, right? I mean. Yeah. But who, who was your favorite, Cal? This is, this is an easy one for me. By far. Who was your favorite Joker? You know what? We now, we, we did now, this. Now, we did this with Kessler. Stay with me. Stay with me. Okay. 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 We got we got the original movie, which was Nicholson. Yep. Mm-hmm. We got Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. and then obviously the movie, The Joker. Did you guys see the movie, The Joker? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Which, yeah. which, was, yeah. which was fairly disturbed. Which was fairly disturbing. So okay. my my favorite. My favorite is is jack but mm-hmm. i have a fondness for jack I love jack. So, oh, so, so, so so i'm biased and so it's so I, I jack's my favorite I, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go heath uh just because yeah i i, gotta, I, I agree with you yeah i agree with you. heath was so freaking good in that thing yeah it was it was you know now the movie the joker which was disturbing yeah it was just weird yeah no it was definitely weird <laughs> it was way out there i mean anybody who could pull that role off had to be a little bit off themselves. Well, I mean, so yeah. it's Joaquin and, you know, with the brother situation and the whole shit. And I mean, he's kind of, a, he, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying he's weird. I don't know him personally, but you know, he, he's played, so he's played so, like, I mean, put, yeah, give me Joaquin as Johnny Cash all fucking day. Like, wow. and, 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 hey, and name another person that could play Johnny Cash better than Joaquin. No, he was unbelievable. No, you unbelievable. can't do that. He did a great job as, as Johnny Cash, but, but point, I guess, Tom, you might be in the same bucket as me, but put Joaquin as the Joker. I, I'm cool with that. I think he's a fantastic actor, but put him in like a Batman movie as the Joker. And I think it's really freaking cool. Different. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Yeah. yeah the, the movie was weird. The, weird, the movie was weird. Joaquin was great. Yeah. The movie was just strange. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, by the way, Tom, we talked to Kessler Karen about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Patrick Reed's caddy. He's a he's a big uh, Joker fan. He's a he? huge Joker guy. Yeah, like right? that's that's his go to uh, yeah. Halloween costume and all that stuff. You know, yeah. so yeah, we had it. We had it. Yeah. I remember. I remember watching. You know, the, you know Heath as the Joker. And walking out of there thinking that might have been one of the greatest acting jobs I've ever seen in my life. Like mm-hmm. that was unbelievable. And he's and he's dead in a year. You know, he's yeah. Dead yeah. Well, year. goes you to know? show. Yeah, it's like kind of what's what. what gets he didn't make it. To, he didn't make it to the Academy Award presentation. No, right? no. He's dead. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was so good. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hmm. All right, I got I got one for you. This is not not, not movie related, but. So let's say uh, let's say you do actually let's say when you house let's say uh, let's say I do show up maybe I have a date maybe it's Dan maybe it's my girlfriend I don't know but uh, what what are, what are you making me for dinner hmm. us what are you making us for dinner am I making my favorite meal or just you know well, well okay let, let me let me take me out of the picture let's just say you, uh, you uh, is it Denise right. Mm-hmm. So let's say you and Denise, you're you're out doing whatever, and you meet this couple, and you're like, "Holy shit, we oh, we would love to have you over for dinner one night." And the couple's coming over for dinner, first time, never been to your house, and you're gonna make dinner. What are you gonna make? Uh, I mean, if it, you know, you gotta know, gotta have a little background on the couple, but you know, I'm I'm a pretty casual guy. I'm gonna throw four steaks on the grill, and you know, and and, and, you and do it and do that. You know, I mean, yeah. But if I'm making some for myself. It's a toss-up so, at home between steak 
And ready, Cal? Lobster. Ooh, nice. Oh, I, I actually just made lobster rolls uh, two Ooh, days ago. Beautiful, beautiful. Made the lobster rolls. So, they, so are you a mayonnaise or a butter guy? Butter. No, I'm a mayonnaise guy. I'm a butter guy. Yep. So, so, I'd, so oddly enough, on, on, I now, now, Danny, on, on, on a lobster roll, I'm a mayonnaise guy. Lobster, cooking lobster for dinner is definitely drawing butter. Yes. So I did mine. I took, uh, so I cooked the lobster. (laughs) And so, and I just got like the, the, the claw and knuckle meat. I didn't have the whole lobster, right? I ordered just the claw knuckles Mm -hmm. and I boil, I cooked it and I didn't really boil it because you can't really boil, you get it hot and then you cut it down. But I took, uh, so salted buttered water and then I cooled it down and then I put, you know, like a tablespoon of mayonnaise in there and kind of mixed it around with a little celery salt <laughs> and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Listen, for, for, for a hillbilly from East Tennessee, that's a hell of a job. <laughs> job. Hey, <laughs> hey, for the first time, I'm not pointing the middle finger dude, at Patrick. Dude, dude, I came from the east end of Long Island. You've heard of Montauk Point, right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're like a hillbilly uh, New Yorker. So I'm a redneck New Yorker, right? So, I mean, the east end of Long Island is is you know, lobster territory. Now, here's what I've learned. I used to think lobster from Long Island on the East End was the best. As you go further north and the water gets colder, whether you go to Maine or Nova Scotia and you go further oh, yeah. north, it gets sweeter. The cold mm, is for sure. The cold is a big deal. So I go every summer and I couldn't go this summer because of COVID. I have two really good friends, a couple. They're 80, what are they now? They're 81 and 83 and they are Awesome people, awesome. And they live in Portland, Maine. And I go up there every summer, and she and I go out, and she's a character, man. She is a complete character. And we go grab some lobsters, and we, you know, cook them up that night. And she and she can – this woman is about this wide around. She's like this wide, literally. Mm. And she can she can eat some lobster now. And yeah. she knows all the spots to go and all the places. And we start out the first day by going to get lobster rolls, and then we have, we have you know, lobster mac and cheese, and we have – it's, it's a lobster week. And there's nothing better, man. You know, Portland, Maine is. If you haven't been to Portland, Maine, put that on your bucket list. Oh no, and I, I've, I've been. Yeah, if, if you like craft beer and you like lobster. Oh my it's, god, it's it, awesome. I, I wouldn't say that it's cheap, but it's inexpensive and no, it's, it's, it's and it's readily available. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's definitely not cheap, but it's a hell of a town. So, how, Tom, so, so how do we get out to? Uh, how does a couple of hacks like us get to play around a golf with you? Mm. Show up. <laughs> hey, I've recorded that. <laughs> you, 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 you've recorded. So show up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We'll do that. Hey, Tom, okay. we are at TPHQ today, and I guess you're in your office. I am. Uh, I see a lot of cool things behind you for people not watching on YouTube. I see basketballs. I see books. Do you have any, what is like the most cherished item of yours in that, in that room? Do you have one? Is it, uh, you know, well, like a picture or not? I mean, we saw the Sevy well, thing earlier. What you got back there, man? So, so Dan, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. This is, this is, um, what you're really looking at here behind me is my whole life, basically, uh, or at least the last 50 years of my 62 years. Um, there's a lot of cool things up here. I mean, around the corner is the national championship ring, um, which is, uh, I, I've got an individual national championship ring and a team national championship ring. Nice. So there around the corner, a little trophy case that's over there. And then there's a, the national championship trophy and the team trophies over there. Um, but up here, right where you're looking right here, mm-hmm. um, going from left to right is a basketball signed by Jay Wright from Villanova, who's, wow. a, who's a student of mine. Uh, a basketball signed by Bobby Knight, who's, who's a friend. 
uh, Dean Smith. And I'm missing one here. Oh, and then there's a, a, a student of mine who played power forward at Xavier, who went, later played in Germany. He's up there. And then over here, I don't know if you can, you can see over here to the right, is a Wilson basketball. Well, we could a- if your head wasn't in the way. <laughs> no, it's Sorry, not, hang on. It's hang not on. your fault, Tom. No, it's not your fault. Signed by Oscar Robinson. Oh, who, nice. Uh, I, got to, I got to play golf with. Um, so Oscar's ball's up here. Um, and then what's, what you're looking at here is 2,500 volumes uh, and if you, if you go across the, the whole bookcase up here, Danny, uh, there's club histories, there's architecture, there's sports psychology, there's physiology, there's instruction pre-1960, uh, all the way back to 1886, uh, first edition dust jacket. There's um, instruction post-1960, there's women's golf, there's periodicals, there's PGA Tour history, there's junior golf. And then there's fiction and nonfiction. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, all 2,500 volumes have been read by yours truly over wow. the last 40 years. And that is uh, that whole gift of these books was given to me by a man named George Lewis, who's a former president of the Met PGA, who uh, insisted when I was 30 years old that I start educating myself about where we came from and how we got here. Because uh, he felt like you really couldn't teach the game at a high level unless you understood the journey and how, how the golf swing evolved over the last, you know, now 150, 200 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite book up here is a book called Scotland's Gift Golf, which was written by C.B. McDonald, which is one of the founders of the USGA. Uh, it talks about the journey and how golf first came to America. Um, but there's pictures, uh, I have a picture of Arnold and my son up here, um, Bill Strauss by the National Teacher of the Year, who was one of my mentors. Um, there's a lot of stuff up here, you know, a bunch of signed pictures and pieces, uh, Hogan signature of Tiger, Freddie, Ernie. Um, here's a great picture right here. I'll share this one with you. This is my son when he, he my son's 20, by the way, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when he's four and Freddie's in bed with him trying to take his bedroom over here because Freddie stays with us every year during the, uh, either the Ace Classic or the Shark Shootout. Oh, cool. So, so Freddie climbed in, into PJ's bed and said, PJ, I'm going to sleep in here, and PJ told him to get out of his room. <laughs> get, out, get, out, get out, Fred. Um, so there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of great, great memories up there. That's an awesome That's an awesome place you got there, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, awesome stuff. And uh, yeah, we'd love, we'd love to have Freddie on the show if you got that kind of connection. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, trying to get him on, I'm trying to get him on my Instagram live show, and, and the dude's stiffing me so far. So yeah. once I get them all, I'll let you know. We actually, <laughs> funny story about Freddie the other night. Uh, I'm a big baseball fan, and my I'm a, my Yankees got beat Atlanta by the Rays. Atlanta Braves, baby. Atlanta Braves. No, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> and I, I get beat by the Rays last week. And, and the, in game five, which was this deciding game, I'm getting sitting down, and all of a sudden I get this text message. And, and Freddie um, Freddie is not really good about communicating. We'll just leave it at that. We'll just, just yeah. And my test, my, my text message bings, and I look down, and he goes, are you watching? I know what he's saying, because he's a huge baseball fan, too. I go, yeah. So two seconds later, the phone rings. He goes, what do you think? I go, what do I think? He goes, well, the cobbler made me put a bet down on the Yankees tonight. He goes, <laughs> he goes I said, dude, I don't know about this one. This, this can go either way. This is game five, dude. This is, this is, there's no love loss here. He goes, I, I think we got it tonight. So we texted back during the whole game, and of course they lost 2 1. Mm-hmm. And he goes, That fucking LaCava. I can't believe that he talked me into that bet. <laughs> <laughs> so he was not happy about that outcome, as, 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 as I wasn't either. Nice. Nice. That's good stuff. Uh, so, so, so who you got winning the, uh, like, who do you got for the whole match? Baseball. 
Who's going to come out ahead? Well, I think I, you know, you guys, you guys got the Dodgers last night. Obviously, you, you scalped them a little bit. Yeah, that that's one game. I understand. That's that's a that's a that's a tough looking team, man. They look Dodgers great. are going to be hard to beat, man. They're going to be hard to beat. I, 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 you know, I'm not a big LA Dodger fan. And you guys know who Damon Hack is? Yeah, sure. So Damon's a good friend of mine, and he's he's a, he's an LA boy. So I'm I'm hearing all the shit from Damon right now. But the Dodgers, the Dodgers, the Dodgers. So I'm I'm like just just calm down, dude. So I didn't get to him today because I've been working all day, but. Cal, I've been working all day. I had a plane last Cal, I've been working. So hey, hey, I, you said you've been fishing all day? <laughs> so I have, a, I have a text message, dude, from Mr. Hack tonight about the Atlanta Braves scalping the Dodgers last night. Hey, hey, da- hey Damon Hack, Golf Channel. Uh, yeah. Tom's yeah, going exactly. to get back to you. We've been uh, occupying him with fishing and uh, a yeah. podcast. It's called Birdies right. and Bourbon. Yeah, how did those Dodgers do last night, Damon? <laughs> oh, oh well uh hey the bravos uh mopped them up I'd say. yeah exactly so we I'm, I'm pulling for your i very rarely would i say i'm pulling for a national league team against anybody but i'm pulling for your braves against the dodgers for sure yeah no no understood understood man yeah. uh we don't want to keep you on that but you got a lot of stuff to do you want to uh what else we need to get to anything no i mean i'm, I'm good you guys got anything for me I'm, I'm i'm good as long as you are i'm good as long as you are um, uh, so, uh, so we'll, we won't make it a third time. No, we will make it a third time, but, oh. and, and Tom, this is a, this is a little prelude. And, and, uh, if you don't want to do more research, maybe you don't have the information on, on one of the courses, it's fine. <laughs> but, um, the PGA is coming down towards Cal and I next week and we got the masters. We got to do the masters too, but we're not going to do that today. We'll do that. We'll do that with him next time. But just any, 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 uh, initial thoughts on how, uh, it's going to play in South the PGA. It's going to play in South Carolina at Kiowa versus, is it going to be rougher than like a Shinnecock for the, for the U S PGA at Kiowa. So I, I've had the pleasure of playing Kiowa twice in my life. And when the wind blows, it's not, it's not user friendly. Let's just leave it at that, Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, that place is a pain in the ass when the wind blows. Key was all about the wind. If, if, if it lays down, it's not that hard of a golf course for those guys. I mean, because it, it, you have some room to hit the golf ball. If the wind blows at all, it's it, it's treacherous. It's, it's like European golf. golf. It, is, it is like it is like links golf. It's it's yeah. it's, 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 it's a link style golf. Um, now, I the first time I played Key was when it first opened, and they've cleaned a lot of it up since then. I mean, they've they've cleaned out some underbrush and they've 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 made it a little more user friendly to get you know obviously resort golf around there and try to move people around and make some money. But when they first opened that place before they cleaned it up, oh, <laughs> it was, it was not a fun experience when it blew. Um, <laughs> I remember the first time I played there in a, in a, in a three day pro-am there. I'm trying to think what year it was. It had to be during my Westchester time. And I was really playing good at the time. Really. I mean, really playing good. And I was probably 31 or 32 and I hit it great all day long. I mean, great, not good, great. And shot 75 and I felt like I escaped with my life. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh I mean, it was like, so it was hard as Freddie, actually Freddie told me on the Ryder Cup team, he played on there, uh, the war at the shore when they played the Ryder Cup there, that if it had been stroke play the last day of the singles matches, five guys wouldn't have broken 90. Wow. Good God. <laughs> but it blew 40 miles an hour last day. Unfucking believable. But if they had to count them all, five guys would, have, would not have broken 90. Yeah. It is, it's so hard when, you, when it gets going bad there. Now, again, it's a lot more user-friendly now. It's, it's been cleaned up a lot. It's, it's wider now. Um, but it's still very hard. Very, Danny, it's a very hard golf course. So 
how do, does it compare at all to Shinnecock with the wind in Shinnecock or no? Uh, it's, it's, um, Shinnecock is more severe on and around the greens. Okay. Um, Shinnecock is very difficult, difficult on and around the putting surfaces. Um, Kiwa is a little bit, uh, more user friendly, um, on, on the putting surfaces themselves and not as, they're not as undulated as Shinnecock can be and not as fast. Okay. Um, there's probably a little bit more room to hit it at Kiwa, mm-hmm. but you know, both of those golf courses when it blows or not. And I played, I probably played 25 rounds of golf in my life at Shinnecock. So I mm-hmm. played a lot of golf at Shinnecock growing up out there. And mm-hmm. one of my really dear friends is the head professional there mm-hmm. in college. Um, when it blow, it's, it's another place where it blows. It, it, you, you just, you're, you're dead. You're mm-hmm. just going to get your ass kicked. You know, it's going to be, just put your seatbelt on and hope you hope you don't bleed through the ears and the nose. Gotcha. Um, it's going to hurt you. Very cool. and, but again, both golf courses, when it doesn't blow, are, 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 are somewhat docile. You know, they're, they're attackable when, they're, when it doesn't blow. Mm, cool. Yeah. Hey, were you watching the, uh, did you watch any <coughs> golf on Sunday? Did you watch the playoff? I did watch a little bit of the playoff. So, it, 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 and I'm not dogging out the course, but I'm like, hold on, we're going to build, the, we're going to put the 18th hole <laughs> uh, in, in, into the, into the sun. Like, I mean, with that, it, like, how is that intentional? They, 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 somebody, is that mismanaged or do you think that's, and I know you're not a golf, ar- a golf architect, but I mean, at the end of the day, like when I show up in a playoff hole there, I'm bitching if I'm a player and I'm like going, who does, who put us on this course that we could potentially have a playoff hole. They played it at the same time that was scheduled for the year. And you, you've got me dead into the sun. Like, hey, what, what's the best defense of your golf course? It's like, well, if you play a late afternoon round, it's the sun in your face. Is that a well, real thing? It, it is a real thing. It's, it's also time of year. You know, the schedule is upside down and backwards right now. Mm-hmm. Those are not the original dates of that event, is it? Yes. No, no, no. They played. That's original. That's the original dates mm-hmm. of that event? Yeah. yeah. Well, so that's, um, that's a little oversight on the architect's side. Who... Who designed that golf? I don't know who designed that Fazio. golf. Uh, Fazio. It yeah. was uh, Steve Wynn and a Fazio project. Mm-hmm. We talk, we're talking about Shadow Creek. Or we're talking about last week. Last week. Oh shit! You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. It's not Fazio. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I misspoke. Fazio is this week. Oh, you're right, Tom. He got us, man. You're right. You're right. Hold on. Nope. Yeah, Shadow I, Creek is Fazio this week. Yeah. No, um, it's not. I got some notes here. Hold on. I'll tell you, <laughs> you keep talking, and I'll. Uh, I got the notes. Yeah. Here. So I, I don't. Know, I don't know who designed that golf course. So. I, you know, I think that sometimes, and and if I'm not mistaken, Cal, isn't that golf course also a real estate development? Yes. So, so what happens there? It was sometimes, uh, Bobby Weed and Fuzzy Zeller. Yep. Okay, okay, so that's that's not like that's not you know yeah. Alistair McKenzie and right. Tillinghouse. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm not knocking Bobby Weed or Fuzzy, but that's not you know. Yep. No one took it that so, way. So, a lot of times when an architect has a piece of property like that. As a, as a master plan, he yeah. gets boxed in a little bit by the developer mm-hmm. and says, you can have this area, but you can't have this area. And he's kind of given, you know, a piece of land to work with that maybe isn't from a routing standpoint ideal. Yeah. And he's trying to do best he can. And and sometimes sometimes the range suffers because of that, the practice facility. Sometimes the clubhouse location suffers. Sometimes the routing suffers. Sometimes the setting sun or the prevailing wind suffers. Um, so I wouldn't throw Bobby Weed and Fuzzy under the bus right now, 
right away because we don't know what kind of challenges you got they got from the developer. Because listen, you know what they care about? They care about selling houses first. No, no, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the, yeah and right. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, what a shit position to be in. Like it's, uh, you know, you're, you're here. We are, and it's like well, you, know, you, you yeah, get a. It, it, and here's the other thing. They were supposed to be done 40 minutes earlier mm-hmm. or 45 minutes earlier. No, no, no yeah, it, no, exactly. It's like, Hey man, if you, if you, if you would have missed that shot, we wouldn't be in this position. We, we would be, we would have been done. <laughs> we would have been out here 45 minutes ago. Right. So, um, yeah, that wasn't ideal. That wasn't ideal. Yeah. So, yeah. Mr. Patry, it yes, has sir. been, it has been more than a pleasure of mine. Please. I'm sure Dan feels the same way. We're not running you off, but, uh, we've no, had you on more than the hour that you allotted us, sir. No problem, guys. Um, hey, guys, make sure you send me when you when you, we we sign off here both contact informations, mm-hmm. cells, and emails. Okay, mm-hmm. so I can stay in touch with you guys, and I'm on whenever you guys want me again. Uh, so, and anytime you want to send me like Yankee betting <laughs> picks, and and yeah, I'm I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all Man, for you, it. You don't want my you don't want my picks. Trust me. You don't want <laughs> hey, from from the from the Birdies and Bourbon podcast to Tom Patry, cheers, sir. Cheers. Cheers, you guys.